Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehard, you degenerates, and you lovers of defensive football? My name is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. I am joined in the Sochek tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Big 2 um, we have fired Bobby Reynolds, and it is just me and Adam Markham here in the Soad Shack. Adam, how are you? Uh, you know, pretty, pretty shocked about you know Bobby and what he did to, you know, how he abused our trust and um, he stole from us. He stole, yeah, he stole all the ad revenue we got from the last show and uh, all four dollars and sixteen cents of yeah, it. Yeah, he went and immediately got himself a quesarita. So he could have uh, at least invited us for quesadillas. Yeah, no heads up, nothing. Just he knows we love quesadillas. They're they're the best. You How know, could you the, not? It's the best product they uh, they got. So and Taco Bell after has, after of course the Baja Blast. And well, and then you said Taco Bell has a new flavor of Mountain Dew. Uh, no, that was KFC. I noticed oh. that. I noticed that th- from the uh, Taco Bell drive-through <laughs> across the street. You yes, noticed. I looked over while I was waiting in line for the quesadilla and Baja Blast and. KFC has a new Mountain Dew called Sweet Lightning. Sweet Lightning? No idea what that is. It uh, sounds like moonshine. I have no idea what that could taste like, but uh, KFC. Right. So, guys, maybe get to KFC. Have you been messing with KFC I don't ever mess. No, I haven't messed with KFC in a I long time. I feel like time. it's the family. Like, you go get a bucket of chicken and some sides if you have, like, family coming over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was also, like, you know, 2000. 2001. Are you saying that they're not with the times? That they're not hip? <laughs> I don't think so, man. They have th- grilled chicken, dude. They're it's, so healthy. It's it's all Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A. Um, we're, and here in Bowling Green, we're in the hotbed. We are getting some chicken restaurants now. We've got them all. We've got Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A. We're getting a Raisin Cane's right Bojangles. across from Chick-fil-A. Bojangles has been killing it. What am I forgetting? We've got a new one coming in that's going to be attached that's to right. these gas stations. That's right. Uh, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll keep you all posted. Yeah, we'll do sure. another uh, a segment here in the future, ranking the uh, chicken fast food joints. Yeah, we have a lot to say about about chicken. We and, could we could do a whole episode about fast food, yeah, especially sure. fried chicken places. But we'll keep it IDP uh, for the rest of tonight. So um, Bobby has not been fired, not yet. Uh, he's on thin ice, though. He was, uh, you know, he was he was a little loud on the last episode. <laughs> That's actually my fault, but I'm going to put the blame on him while he's not mm-hmm. here. You should have known. He's actually out with a stomach virus tonight. So, Bobby, we miss you. Uh, the original episode idea that we had planned to preview the IDP studs from the NFC East and AFC East, we're going to put that on pause. We're going to do that when Bobby's able to be here and he's back in the studio. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of keep that concept under wraps until he gets back and uh, be excited to explain how we're going to be breaking things down for you all the next time all three of us are together, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it is not the beach volleyball team that I uh, teased on Twitter, but it is something that is just as entertaining for the listeners. So, Mark, what we're going to do tonight, uh, we're going to do a quick news rundown and look at some storylines that we are excited uh, for uh, the upcoming season. What IDP storylines have our attention? You know, training camps are kicking off like football is actually here. Uh, the Hall of Fame game will be here before we know it, and um, football will be underway. So what are some IDP storylines we're excited about? So should be a good sode, um, and keep it to a nice like 30 to 40 minutes and uh, get out of here and call it a night. Yeah, hopefully. 
you know if I, not if i'm okay if it goes you know two three hours as well two three hours i mean we've done yeah. that before i think a few of our episodes for the xffl podcast have Gone about two and a half hours. It could get weird. Me and Josh have never done a duo show like this. A duo before. show, no, because our other our other uh, podcast where this one kind of spun off from was originally me by myself, then me and Bobby, and then I think this is like I was like, calling in and doing like insane yeah. segments. Oh, like insane little, segments! Like ten little you know ten minute clips that were just nuts. Why you're uh, why you're just chowing down at a quesarita I, I in your re- car? I was recording them off of my iPhone. Yep, uh, in the car. <laughs> yeah, I'd be driving while doing these segments. So anyway, we evolved from that, and uh, I eventually came on, and we started doing you know the th- the three man stuff. But we've only done we talked about this the other night. We've only done seven. Saturday was our seventh episode, all three of us together. So yeah, we're still learning. We're still hopefully going to get better. Um, but yeah, we're having a great time doing it. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, that kind of segues nicely into the first point that I wanted to bring up, which is that. You know, we launched this show knowing one thing for sure, which is that we loved talking about IDP fantasy football. That was all that we knew. And that we would try to put out a product that reflected how much fun we have talking about IDP together. Beyond that, we really didn't know. You know, we walked out of the studio on Saturday kind of joking that we were going to go viral. And we said, what would viral even look like for us? And we joked like... A hundred listens on the first episode would be crazy. It would be a huge success if we could get a hundred listens on our debut episode. We blew past that in the first three days. And so I want to say thank you to the IDP community at large. I knew that that community was awesome and really encouraging on Twitter but you don't know until you do something like this how you're going to be received. But so many members of the IDP community and people who play IDP have welcomed us with open arms. You guys are absolutely awesome. We, I was genuinely like, I'm not exaggerating when I say like I was genuinely floored by the response that we had to the first episode. Definitely. And specifically, there's some people that we want to shout out that really helped us spread the word about the first episode, which they had, you know, they were under no obligation to do this. So it really, they were doing us a solid. And it was crazy how it happened because we didn't get done with the episode until like close to midnight about on midnight. Saturday. Yep. And that's when we posted it. Lucky for us, Tom is um, on yep. a different time zone. So, so he was, it was basically posting right as he woke up. Right. It just worked out, and uh, yeah, you can go ahead and... and Yeah, so that's the first shout-out we have is Tom Kissingberry. He retweeted the debut episode. Uh, I think the tweet was something along the lines of, like, a couple years ago, there was no, virtually no IDP content, like, give new shows a try. And that was huge. Like, you all have to understand, you you know, four years ago, we were guys that had never played in an IDP league before. And so Tom is, like, one of our IDP heroes, and that, you you summed it up pretty perfectly that that was like a surreal experience to see Tom not only share the episode but then later say that he was going to listen to the episode and so we want to give Tom a shout out he is at Tom Degenerate on Twitter so Tom thanks man for uh, A just putting out in my opinion the best IDP content I mean Tom is the reason that I won our XFFL league last year it's the first year I really bought in 
to, you know, seeking Tom's advice and following his columns and really dove deep into the research. So thank you first for that. And second, thanks for supporting the show. So Markham, who else do we want to give a shout out here to? Yeah, thank you, Tom, for uh, helping Josh get that uh, win last year. That was Appreciate great. Appreciate you, Tom. That was cool. Much love, baby. Very cool. But no, Tom, I also want to say thank you. It's been really cool talking to you and uh, exchanging uh, tweets back and forth. Um, still learning a lot. And, uh, you know, he's been very cool to deal with. Um, he's but a good yeah, chap. I want to give a shout out to uh, John from the IDP guys. Um. Johnny the Greek. Johnny the Greek, yes. He is at OrangeMan3142. But John is one of the co-hosts of the IDP guys, and he's a huge voice in the uh, IDP community as well. Love IDP guys. So uh, one of our league mates from XFFL, Lauren Lucas, told me, he said, all right, I'll tell you because you're the commissioner. Like, I've got this. He's from Boston. Yeah, he's from Boston. So he's like, I got this source for IDP news, and it's the IDP guys. You got to get in there. It's it's one dollar a month, Josh. You got to do it. And I was like, "All right, Lauren, uh, I'll do it." So signed up uh, about a week ago, and I have literally been devouring their articles over at idpguys.org. Definitely check them out. They are some of the best in the business and putting out some really awesome content. So yeah, huge shout out to Johnny the Greek for just not even just sharing the show, but being really supportive. I mean, he sent us like an awesome DM. Just super, just, yeah, super cool. You know, this is a guy that has his own podcast. He does. And he's not, he's not threatened. He's, um, he wants us to do well. And he's like, he's genuine, I think, in the way he he wants us to succeed and do well. He's just a, a great guy. And, um, just, yeah, shout out to John. It's, it's been really nice getting to know you and, uh, thanks for the help. Yeah, and also want to shout out Kieran Brophy. I'm sure I'm butchering that pronunciation. Uh, Kieran is from Dublin, and he has the distinction of being the first international lister who reached out to us. So, Mark, I mean, one episode and we've already reached uh, international status. That's that's just wild. Very cool. Yeah, it's, uh, again, just blown away. Just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem real. real. It really doesn't. All I can say with uh, Kieran is that hopefully, hopefully... The trophy for the winner of his league is called the Brophy. Yes. Why would you not do that? Beautiful. I I got to hope that maybe there's multiple Brophies in this league, and that's what the trophy is called. And yeah, it's a great last name, man. It's awesome. So congratulations on that. Yeah, shout out for that last name, and also for uh, being our first international listener that's reached out to us. Appreciate the love, Mark. Did you have anybody else that you wanted to shout out here? Uh, we can give a shout out to Nico in our league. Um, he's Nico been kills. really helpful and he tweeting a lot of stuff and just, you know, he's, he's been very supportive and just everyone in our league really, you know, I'm not going to go through the name them, but shout out to the XFFL. XFFL, baby. We appreciate you boys. Yep. That's our home league, our number one league that we've mentioned before. That's how this podcast got its start was, uh, you know, doing a podcast talking about that league. So yeah, shout out all those guys for being supportive of the show. And uh, retweeting and, you know, cheering us on. We have our own little Slack channel, so. Oh, and also, the uh, intro and outro is not complete yet. No, this is a placeholder. So, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll have something special from you for you all from one of our league mates here very soon. So, that was, uh, those were just a few people that we wanted to say thank you to um, as we look back on just the the wild success and reaction to that first episode we're incredibly humbled and we want to continue we want to keep this train rolling and and provide you all again the the mission of this show 
is IDP analysis, but with some humor, some fun. It's always going to sound great. That's that's just personally where we're coming from. You know what we want to give the listener. There are so many great podcasts out there, um, and if you're really into numbers and love to dig into the analytics and the statistics, that there are so many smart people like Evan Silva out there who are right up your alley. We want to go a little bit the other direction and just bring a little more fun and lightheartedness. You know, like I said on the last episode, we're never going to be the smartest IDP guys in the room. No, but our goal is to find a space within this IDP realm that if you want to have a good time, you want to learn a little something, have a few laughs, enjoy some time with your boys. Right. The big three. But listen, a, we're not we're dopes. We're not dopes either. We're we're pretty decent at this. We know what we're doing. We're aware. Uh, I mean, Markham was LBU. I was LBU. I uh, still, uh, you know, arguably am. But um, arguably. We're... we're we're not dopes. We are not dopes. Markham wants to make that known. We are not dopes. Uh, we will tweet out some nugs occasionally. Yeah, we got I, we, some, we good do nugs. some We do some of our own research, but you know, um, yeah, we're probably going to be more. Especially my Twitter account will probably be the weirdest of the group. Definitely so. Um, yeah, no, probably, definitely. So for apologize sure, apologize in advance. It it already is. I'm, it's a lot of tweeting to myself right now. I'm not really sure how it's being received. That's okay. Also, your name is First Man, which I still don't understand that reference. That is uh, Adam and Eve, brother. Oh, my <laughs> God. I thought this was a reference to that like that movie about uh, uh, the the space movie that uh, they just came out with. Wasn't that called First Man? I was nah, like, is, no this, idea, no. is this dude just a fan of space no, movies? No, man, just a fan of uh, you know the good Lord and the Bible. Wow, that is so blasphemous. It's somehow worse than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but yeah, make sure to follow Adam on Twitter, uh, at AdamIDP. Yes, sir. I'm at Josh Framer, and Bobby is at IDP Bob. So, Markham, let's get into some news here. Uh, we've got, actually, uh, now with training camp starting back, we've got some news to discuss. And we're going to start with uh, this news out of Washington. Uh, you know, Mason Foster was a guy who... Didn't really have a lot of hype coming into last season, but ended up being a really solid starter for most guys' IDP lineups. And uh, came out, uh, I believe it was uh, yesterday, that uh, the Redskins were cutting Mason Foster. So what's going on here? Uh, do you do you get the sense uh, that maybe they're just trying to uh, get a little younger at this position? And if so... Who are you looking to step into that void with uh, Mason Foster gone? I don't understand it, really. I, I don't mean, either. I, you know, with them losing uh, Reuben Foster to that, yep, to that what, ACL tear. ACL, yeah. I mean, I don't really get it. Um, maybe Gruden is sending a message or something. I don't know. Maybe Foster has done there's something gone on behind the scenes. You never know. Um, but I don't really understand it. And I don't know that. He was their best linebacker last year. We'll Without talk about you know someone that may plug in while he's gone, but um, yeah, head scratcher to me. So are you with with Mason Foster gone? Obviously, somebody has to step into that void. You know, Reuben Foster torn ACL. So right now, if you're interested in maybe getting a piece of that Redskins linebacking core, are you going after Sean Dion Hamilton or John Bostic to step in and fill Foster's role? 
I think you got to go with Jan Hamilton. He probably has the most upside. Bostic seems like just another guy. He's just a jag, dude. I yep. had him at a, a lot last year. Mm-hmm. I know he was a guy that at certain times certain analysts were high on. Yeah, he'll have his moments. Yeah, you know, where he'll get ten tackles in a game or something. Just but, just unpredictable though. But like, yeah, could not be counted on week in and week right. out. And and Sean Dion Hamilton, it may be next year. Mm-hmm. We may be a little too early for him to have a huge IDP impact. But he should have an opportunity. He's got opportunity. So if he's any good... From Alabama, right? I believe so, yep. Okay. So I'm buying Sean Dion Hamilton. He's a guy available in our auction in the XFFL. And now with Mason Foster getting cut... Here's the thing, though. Mason Foster will land somewhere. Yes. It's not like his value for the 2019 season has been vaporized. Right. He, he'll get a job somewhere and probably be starting for somebody. Yeah, probably so. We'll have some injuries in training camp, so... Keep him. Don't don't push him off to the side yet. Keep him on your radar. But I think if you're looking for someone in that Redskins linebacking core now, I'd be buying Sean Dion Hamilton and not John Bostic. So another piece of news here: uh, Jerron Reed suspended six games for something dating back to 2017. Like what's going on with that? Uh, you know the NFL just so consistent with their decisions. They were like, oh man, we totally forgot to suspend Jerron Reed. Yeah, yeah. Whoops. I guess yeah. let's do that now. The suspend alarm forgot uh, to go off for yeah. that one. Yeah, so. the little red light that's that sounds in Goodell's yeah. office was broken that week. I guess. Yeah. So, um, what do we make of this Seahawks offensive line or defensive line now? It just seems like a lot of question marks. Seriously, I mean, the whole team across the whole team. You know, you don't have you don't have the uh, consistency of Earl Thomas anymore. He's gone. Frank Clark's gone. Um, Ziggy Ansa, you never know if he's going to be healthy and play. The health with Ansa has always been the question. Right. Um, and shout out Earl Thomas for defending his flicking off Pete Carroll. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see this. Yeah, he he was asked, do you regret flicking off uh, Coach Carroll as you were carted off? And he said, right. no. Good. He's a real one for sure. Love Earl Thomas, man. That's he's, right. He's a great player. And so, I mean, I took LJ Collier in um, – our rookie draft for XFFL. He's interesting, definitely. And it was just one of those things that was I needed a defensive end, highest rated guy that was there, but now it seems like opportunity is going to be there with so much turnover. Now this suspension, um, I think you have to be looking at potentially uh, Punta Ford. Go get you some Punta Ford. Mm, I like that. Isn't that a great name? That sounds nice. That's yeah. on the all-name list. Um, that was one guy I know PFF was talking up today. I saw a tweet about um, about him being the guy that you want to target if you were looking for a Jerron Reed replacement. So uh, a fluid situation, I think something we need to be keeping an eye on as training camp unfolds. Looks like the Seahawks did sign someone. They signed Earl Mitchell. Um, he's stays in the NFC West after starting the last two years for the 49ers. I okay. don't remember him. That's not really. a name I recognize, no. Yeah, but he is uh, yeah, clearly there to probably help out with that situation. Shore up that situation for the first six but yeah, weeks. Jaron Reed, man, great player. Had a you know, ten and a half sacks last year. Just gosh, tough offseason for the Seahawks defense. Yeah, not not great. So another piece of surprising news that actually came down today, uh Mike Daniels, defensive tackle for the Packers getting cut. A lot of big names, a lot of good pieces out there, you know. I think there'll be a huge market for Mike Daniels. I'd love to see the Colts sign him. I was about to say that would be a great fit there. We have tons of cap space. They might be, you know, they might look smart waiting, you know, after 
all the smoke is cleared to kind of go after and get some of these guys that are going to be... Because there are guys that will be cut every sure. training camp. Definitely. And a lot of times it's just a cap casualty. That's the way I saw this one described on Twitter by a lot of really smart analysts was just a cap casualty. Yep. You know, the... And you got Kenny Clark, so you figure that he's probably about to get uh, paid because Grady just got paid. So, you know, his time's coming. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Um so yeah, I mean the Packers will probably be fine. Also, you got the other the rookie there uh, from Michigan last year, Rashawn mm-hmm. Gary. Rashawn right? Gary, yeah. So it's interesting. It's one of those things where I wonder a little bit if um, Rashawn Gary was hurt by the exposure he got on the All or Nothing series that they did with the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, it wasn't a good look for him, right? It was not. He was one of those guys that it just kind of seemed like. Does this guy love football? Yeah. Like, is he all in? Because really to be like, like I was watching, speaking of all or nothing, the season with the Panthers, and it's like you see Luke Keekley, arguably the best linebacker in football right now, literally in a dark room by himself. It's, it's implied that it's late at night, just with the Xbox controller watching film like a madman and just scribbling <laughs> down these notes on a, on a steno pad. It's like... Yeah. You have to be a little bit unhinged right, and insane and insane mm-hmm. and obsessed with football to succeed at a really high level. Yeah. So, But, you know, he's at a great spot. Pete, Keller, he is. Pete Carroll's a great coach and, and is really good at coaching personalities and guys like that. So we'll see how the Packers line ends up. The predictions on where Mike Daniels ends up. Man, I would love the Vikings too, you know, Vikings. but that they can't afford them, I don't think. So Vikings uh, are pretty tied up against the yes, cap, aren't they? Yeah, for, definitely. And uh, you know, I guess somewhere like, well, the Seahawks have a, have a need; they could take him. That they do. But you're right; the Colts would be a, an interesting. I would fit. love. I mean, obviously, I'm a Colts homer, and I usually don't play that game of let's go scoop up the other team's trash. But Mike Daniels could really help a team, and he wants to go to a Super Bowl contender. I saw Eagles too. I saw where they have 20 million in cap, so that could be another spot. Yeah. And you know th- how they like to do. They just they don't mind just adding pieces. That they do. They have been very active in free agency and trading, so wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's probably more wish fulfillment with the Colts, but I really could see that because our defensive line could still use some help even after a couple of nice drafts and free agency classes. So another piece of news here, Mark, I know you're going to like this. Your boy, Kevin Byard, getting paid now the highest paying safety and highest paid safety in the NFL. So the question for you, are people sleeping on Bayard a little bit this year? Of course. I haven't people seen are, a lot of buzz. People are always sleeping on Bayard, you know, especially in fantasy. Um, a lot of people, I guess, are scared about the, he has, is, he's kind of inconsistent with like interception numbers and stuff. Usually his tackles, they've been actually kind of consistent. I think he had 87 the first, like the first or second year. And then he had 90 last year. Um, now the interceptions are, you know, he had eight one year, he had four last year. So that's that's the thing with him. You never know. But I just think he's a great player, um, and I see this as a is going to be, you know, one of his big years. Well, it's interesting. Right as we were, as I was putting this notes into our doc here, I saw this tweet from PFF in 2017. Byard was a ball hawk and joined Troy Palomalu and Ed Reed as the only safeties in the PFF era, which is 2006 to the present to tally at least 15 total combined pass breakups and interceptions in a single season. Wow. That is some rarefied air right there to be with 
two Hall of Famers in Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu. So he's the third highest safe, uh, paid safety now, I think. I thought he was the highest paid. Is he the third highest paid? Well, I think Landon Collins may be more. Oh, yeah. I don't remember who the second one was. Collins but, did get that nice deal. But, but yeah, really cool seeing him get the rec- recognition he deserves. That was a little bit surprising. I'd say a lot of people are going to be surprised by this. A lot of people are going to be like, who is Kevin Byard? Yes. Uh, but great player, underrated, just... Uh, I remember him. Uh, he first caught my attention at Middle Tennessee State because we're all obviously Western Western Kentucky fans. Yes, Middle and, uh, is our as our rival. Yeah, and he he played there, and so uh, and I didn't realize how young he was too. Wow. Oh yeah, this is just his, this will be his fourth year, I think. Twenty five years old. Yeah, so he's uh, yeah he's just gonna get better. That's a that's a really sneaky good defense. You know, you got we talked about last episode. You got Brown. You got Harold Landry, you got uh, Rashawn Evans, you got Byers, Drill Casey, um, you got the guy that's gonna miss the year, mm-hmm. you know because Jeffrey of, Simmons, right? So look out for them in a couple years if these young guys continue to develop. They and if could they can be, get a quarterback in the next year's draft, that may yeah be a need as well. That's my hot take for this season: is the Titans are gonna suck, but. Yeah. Um, if they can reboot the machine with an actual quarterback under center, watch out because that defense is nice. And yes. it did. Yeah, the CBS Sports Titans make Kevin Byard the highest paid safety in NFL history. Wow. Yeah. So it is more than Collins. More than Collins, yep. And that's just the nature of these type of deals, you know, is it's kind of like quarterback. Every single new quarterback deal mm-hmm. is going to reset the market. That's just the nature of how guys get paid. It's, it's kind of like inflation in that yeah. regard. Yeah. But – I'm surprised. It's I him. never thought I would see Kevin Byard yeah. be the guy earning this kind of money. I love it. Weird, weird new day, uh, news day for the Titans with the uh, Taylor Lewan news this morning. Yeah, taking a polygraph. Yeah, I mean, cool. That's that's kind of cool that he's doing that. You know, proving his that he really didn't know about it. But polygraphs have been proven. They don't even allowed in court anymore. Well, I guess it's sort of like a novelty it, thing. What else can he do? You know, what? How else can he prove it? Just say that I didn't know I took it, and well, he's doing that. Stand on your integrity. But you gotta have, but yeah, you gotta have. People want proof. You know how he's it is. He's got to do it for the gram, for sure. That's what it comes down sure. to. Let's be honest. So, last question on Kevin Byard: If he stays healthy, plays all sixteen games, top twelve finish. Yes, that was one of my hot takes for the year. Uh, I think uh, he's back. He's back as a number one safety. Now he may not be back the next year. Next year he could be, you know, outside the top twenty-four. But that's kind of the. How I think that's what you expect from Bayard. He's going to have some up years. He's going to have some down years. Um, Welcome to IDP. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's what we've always that's said. How it goes. Like, you know, safeties especially. You know, it's hard because so much of what you do depends on things that are a lot of times out of your control. Yeah, I mean, safeties really depend on those interceptions and, and, and he plays defense. deep a lot. You know, he he's 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 back there a lot. So yeah, you worry that maybe the tackles won't be as consistent, but just a great player. You aren't afraid that uh, he's going to get that fat paycheck and start to slack off a little bit? Nah, he different. Isn't that funny that that used to be like the prevailing theory was like, eh, well, yeah, once a guy gets paid, he just kind of phones it in after that. Well, that's why I don't like watching NFL or pro sports cause they, because they don't care. Now the college athletes, they're not getting paid. So now they love it more. Their mamas and aunties and grandmas have nice apartments and driving Lamborghinis, but they're not getting paid a nickel, though. Just the dumbest. Just the dumbest. And by the way, if you hear us do that voice on the show, it's us making fun of stupid things that stupid sports fans say. 
So uh, yeah, it's just we default to the country yeah, idiot. Yeah, the country idiot sitting on the. We're you from know, Kentucky, y'all. Sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair with an RC and a moon pie. That's right. We're from Kentucky, y'all. Talking about the purity of college football and the pageantry and the rivalries. Sorry if you like college I football. I do declare. <laughs> That's just not our jam. We are pro guys through and through because it is a yeah. vastly superior brand of football. And they should be paid. They should be paid outrageous it is outrageous i've said all along somehow this is almost impossible to believe the ncaa is more corrupt than the u.s government yeah like like tear it down and start from scratch it is broken like pay these dudes what are we doing totally broken i wanted to see real quick i'm pulling up again idp scoring varies so wildly that it is truly impossible to tell tell you a finish for a guy that is the same for everyone but it looks like, yeah. So Byard was a looks like a top top twenty guy for sure, but definitely not a top twelve guy last season. At least in our league, right. he was. Not. I think he was like a top five the the year. I think before. he was too. Yeah, I had him. It was Byard and Buddha. Byard and Buddha. That's the two boys. My two sons. Now let's see who has Byard now in our league. Oh, Zach you, does. You need to go get him. I've tried. You've tried. Oh yeah. I've, I've, You've knocked I've, on that I've, door, but I've, nobody's I've come answering. Knocking. Nobody. Uh, we could we could get there. I think I could get there, but I don't know. I don't. Uh, again, I don't know that I need to be going and trading for for defense anymore. But that's your son. Yeah. Reunite him with his brother Buddha. I know. Bring the I need family to post back a, together. Uh, I got a picture. I'll post later. Of, of actually, I got a picture of me with the two of them. So I'll post that later. Are you all on like a fun family vacation somewhere? You'll see. I'll, sh- I'll like post skipping it. Skipping rocks. Along we'll post the water. it. We'll post it. But it was fun. Uh, it was a cool cool thing that I got. You know, it was just it's cool random. that you have two sons and then your actual son too. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I am a dad to everyone out there, so um gotta bring some more dad jokes to the table, man. You've really been slacking here. Yeah, I know. I'll I'll think of some. All right, good. So let's transition now and talk about these are a couple of IDP related storylines that we are excited about. So um training camp starting up, what is you know, getting us excited. What are we checking the news for as we look ahead to the season? You know, what are those storylines that we're going to be tracking that we can't wait to see how it plays out as the season unfolds? So, Markham, why don't you kick us off here with the storyline that you're excited about for 2019? The Jets. Jets are fascinating, right? Yeah. I mean, especially for IDP, just how is everyone going to be affected? Um, since there's so many elite tacklers, um, just new head coach, uh, new defensive coordinator. I mean, Greg Williams is the most, I'd say he's the most well-known defensive coordinator in the league, right? Yeah, right. Bounty Gate. And yeah. then just, you know, from the hard knocks craziness. Uh, yeah, he's well-known. You know, well-respected. The fact that he still has a job after all that stuff is shows you um, that, you know, people respect him. Um, maybe not as much as he want you to believe that yeah like didn't him. he say he had like seven coaching offers right. or something yeah. and chose to come to the browns yeah so i, I don't know that he uh he didn't mention truth. that the coaching offers were like in division two college okay yeah so yeah. that makes sense that makes more sense um but yeah just you know i think jamal adams is gonna take a step back last year i think in probably most leagues he was probably the top three safety i think he was number one in our league but uh i just feel like you know with Greg Williams being there doing the weird stuff he does with safeties, I don't. Maybe he doesn't do it with Jamal Adams since Jamal Adams is clearly a special talent. But you know, 
even if he does play his normal safety role, he's going to have Williamson and Mosley there, two elite tacklers, two great linebackers who I, I think they can still be. I think Mosley could be a number one linebacker, and I think Avery could do, could too. Yep, um, absolutely. If there was ever a team that I would project that would have two top 12 guys, I would say the Jets right now with, yeah. with Williamson and Avery. And, and uh, potentially down in uh, Tampa Bay, we'll talk about them in just yeah, a second, right? But um, also, you know, Quinn and Williams. Uh, what's yeah, he, that's what, a guy you're very excited for. What's he going to be like? Um, he has to sign his contract, right? So we'll see about that. And then uh, Leonard Williams, is he ever going to, you know, reach his potential? I think he's one of those guys that we're going to keep waiting and keep waiting and keep waiting and saying, this is the year it's going to happen. And then it's like year 10. And then it's not happening. Maybe it'll be like a Simeon Rice. I mean, it's it's like a... It's like a... like Didn't he a, break out late, Simeon Rice? I yes. Don't know, I'm going to say that he did. <laughs> remember him? 100%. TVT. I, rem- I remember the... Uh, yeah, I remember the, the name more than the actual player. Um, I think it's like a watered-down version of Jadeveon Clowney because Clowney coming in with mm-hmm. all this hype as the number one overall pick still you know, has, ha- has flashed, has been a really solid. You would not say he's a disappointment as a number one overall pick, but he has not lived up to that potential that everyone expects. I mean, the Texans aren't willing to pay him. That says everything. Yeah. If he was... If a lot he, of uh, defensive ends like that. You know, yeah. they were drafted high. Mario Williams as yep. another example of Texans that. Texans, too. Weird. Yeah, really weird. But They've um, had a lot of good defensive ends there. It's like a watered-down version of that, I think. You know, Williams is still young. He can put it all together. I feel like it. we should have seen it a little more than we have. And guys that I'm seeing project, you know, that have projections for the season are still projecting Leonard Williams very high. I had him in our XFFL league, and it was one of those things... You just kept waiting, and you, yeah. you crossed your fingers every time never you put him good. in the lineup, yeah. and you never felt good about Those it. Those are the worst. Yeah. That's just a team I don't have a good feel on, period. Even offensively, you know, I don't know what to expect. A lot of it's going to be dependent on Darnold yep. and what type of step he takes uh, in year two. You know, also, are we sure that those snaps that they got last year are repeatable in, in New York? I mean, they got a lot. They I think maybe led the league in snaps. Yeah, that's a big, I think, part of the reason Jamal Adams was so good. Is right. Tom was talking about that in his article that Jamal Adams has played like a full game and a half more than the other top, I think, safeties over the past couple seasons. He has so, yeah, played that's, so many snaps. So that's probably not going to happen again. So it's probably not repeatable. And we just, um, I just expect the offense to be better. I kind of like that offense a little bit. It's, if Darnold is yes, it, something. The offense is getting all the buzz right now with Darnold potentially making a leap, which I think he will. I think if you watched him at the end of last season, he was really balling out those oh, last yeah. few games, making some wild plays, extending mm-hmm. the play with his legs, making some great throws down the field. So I like his uh, year two breakout potential. You know, you've got Le'Veon Bell there now. Got the Robbie Anderson breakout potential. Quincy Anunua is healthy. Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder coming over from the Redskins. So the offense is getting a lot of buzz, but I do think it's the defense that may be the best unit on this yeah. team. We'll D- see. Right, I know. And, of course, no one's talking about it. Just like fantasy, you know, everyone ignores defense. Yeah, and we were talking a little bit off mic before this episode got started. Just And, and something we mentioned on the first episode as well is, is why – why IDP has not caught on. And I was just saying, I think it's because, at least in part, that you have so many casuals playing fantasy football. 
Like even in our home league that we've had for 15 years, 40% of the guys, four out of 10 in there, I would consider like serious year-round fantasy football players. Right. Yeah. And I'd say if you looked just across the entirety of fantasy football players, it's probably closer to like 25 or 30% of fantasy football players are year-round serious players, you know, people who play Dynasty, Mm -hmm. people who are listening to podcasts, reading, you know, articles every day, like really and truly plugged in and like almost a little obsessed with it. Yeah, I agree. And the casuals... You can barely get them to plug in when the season rolls around. They're the kind that come in with the magazine. Oh, you know, yeah. is, is uh Zada still playing for the Bengals? Ah, <laughs> oh, ha, 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 ha. Right. But, like, they're not going to be the ones to try IDP. Yeah. You love those type people that you play with because you're just oh, taking you, their money. You just dunk all over them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting. Um, I don't know. You know, you're kind of hopeful because just fantasy in general has just grown crazy right you know think about how just how far it's come in the last five years everyone's doing it like especially daily daily has really taken it to a new level yeah daily fantasy and a lot a lot of it i compare uh the popularity of it is with how my dad has started uh also playing fantasy he was like he was facebook yeah he was someone that was never really into sports but his office started having a fantasy league and you know just grew to love it well, that's the reason that the NFL is the most popular sport in America. Exactly, is fantasy football. If it wasn't for fantasy, I think it would struggle. Fantasy football. It would, be, it would still be great. It'd still be awesome, but it would not be nearly as fun to keep up with. No, fantasy football and Sunday Ticket. Yeah, are the two things that allowed. Red zone. Yeah, Red Zone too. Yeah, Red Zone's the, helped. The three things that have allowed the NFL to reach the level. I mean, they're they want to hit twenty billion in revenue. Like I heard them talking on the Around the NFL podcast about that. Like internally, the guys that work at the NFL have said like the league wants to hit twenty billion. I mean, I don't see why they would in the next like I think five years or so. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't. It just keeps getting bigger. Yep, and you especially know? once they get in because they're they're slowly getting into bed with gambling a little bit. Oh yeah, and especially once the Raiders go to Vegas, I yes. think they're going to blow that thing wide open. I think you'll soon be able to bet at games from your seat. Yeah, that'll be um, cool. It'll be it'll be a wild world that we live in, I think, in the next five years. It'll be very dangerous. 100% will. There'll be a lot of marriages <laughs> that end and uh, bankruptcies that are filed because of the NFL. Yeah. But uh, it, getting back to the kind of main point there, which was, you know, fantasy has continued to evolve, so it's just interesting that you have not seen it evolve in the direction of adding more players more complexity, more of a challenge, more fun, more rewarding. And it's just kind of stayed away from that. Now, we're, we're picking it up slowly, but compared to the overall growth of fantasy football, it's not keeping pace with that level of growth. Yeah. Which, again, is shocking to me because... The, Once you go IDP, it's hard to go back. It really is. You know, like, it's like doing a... Uh, just doing an all-offensive dra- uh, offense draft. It's just so boring mm-hmm. now, you know? Um, but yeah, maybe one day we could keep hoping. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just with the amount of casual players, um, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it just takes, I don't know, some, some celebrity like Maurice Jones drew a former player that is a well-known fantasy player saying like, Hey guys, I'm doing IDP this year. Come along with me or like the big time fantasy analysts talking about it. 
getting into an IDP league and loving it. You know, all these we need some of these offensive guys that have a huge following. Yeah, to just just try it out, just dip your toe in the water one and, year and see if you like and it, and then take control of it. You know, put out like scoring that's that should be standard. You know, um, which there's I mean there's ways to make it great. Like if you're playing IDP and you're playing you know with bad scoring settings, like yeah, it's not going to be fun. Like there's ways though to make these guys even off, you know, because yep. in our league we have, I'd say every week there's probably going to be probably what ten defensive guys that get twenty five to thirty points, probably, right? and then maybe one or two of those guys gets like forty to fifty points. Yep, right, and it's and it's that's it's how offense is. I mean, I did a study one time. I think it was like eleven weeks into the season a couple years ago of my team. I didn't do every team, but my team scoring. And it was 53% offense, 47% defense. That's right. I remember that. You know, so it was a very even split. So, yeah. the, yes, there are ways with scoring that you can make offense just as important as defense. And that's how you got to do it, I think. You have to. That's otherwise, what makes it fun. Yeah. Otherwise, it just kind of feels like a silly little tacked on yeah. thing. It's just like, it's almost like makes it more random than it already is. Like, if you're not playing with settings like that, you know? Um, so, yeah. A lot of things that need to be figured out and, you know, kind of made uniform across the board with IDP. We're getting there. Yeah, I think so too. I think in the next, you know, two to three years, hopefully, um, you know, you'll start to see IDP become more of the norm. Yeah. Um, But I'm worried that we're kind of going off on some other tangents right now, like daily fantasy and like leagues that get rid of the kicker and defense and right. super flex leagues two qb leagues it's like yeah. hey guys let's just maybe yeah slow down on all these weird mutations of fantasy football and what you're yeah what you're looking for is this yeah this is it yeah it Come makes over. it way better it unlocks trades you like trading this unlocks trading like you wouldn't believe yep you know it's it, and also it just it's there isn't a lot of info out there like like there is an offense, so you know it's a lot of like wild wild west type stuff. It's nice. A lot of you just trusting your instincts. You do have to trust your guy, and, and that's probably what a lot of people are afraid of. Yeah, they don't have that, you know, that resource or that guide or that that authority that they feel confident in to fall back on. Yeah, They're you're not, scared. You you're scared, scared, and you know scared. it. Don't you're scared. scared. It's pathetic. Yeah, don't be scared. Moral of that story. Nice little pep talk from Adam. But it's it is it's also okay to be scared. You know, it's if just because you're a guy uh, doesn't mean you shouldn't have feelings and be able to express those feelings. That was therapy hour with Adam Markham. All right, so let's talk now the storyline that I'm excited about. Markham, I just want to cheer for a couple men named Devin. Is that okay? Is that allowed? Did you hear what I just said about Men having feelings. Yeah, and doing what you want to do and being comfortable in your own skin. Just living your life. So I am so excited for Devin White and Devin Bush. So these very rarely, you know, does it happen in the NFL draft that you have two guys, uh, really, I mean, any player. Let's just take it out to any player. Rarely do you have rookies that go to the perfect landing spot it's always like you're kind of squinting a little bit and saying you know eh, you know like hollywood brown going to the ravens yeah ew, yeah gross yeah you're trying to talk your well maybe lamar jackson no can that's get the worst better. case scenario yeah you know and you have uh uh the other wide receiver that was 
highly touted going to the Titans, right? Um, AJ Brown, yeah. AJ Brown. Oh God, no. So again, oftentimes I feel like it's either just a neutral landing spot, like oh okay, that's not bad, mm-hmm. or a terrible landing spot where right. you're like, man, that could have not gone worse. But both Devin Bush and Devin White landed in the perfect spot. Devin Bush going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Devin White going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what's crazy is that both guys have the opportunity in year one to be top 15, top 12 guys. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the ceiling. Yeah. And, and you try to temper expectations a little bit because I feel like very similar to the wide receiver class of 2014. Right. That just completely gave us very unrealistic expectations of what rookie wide receivers could do with guys like Odell Beckham, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans um, you know, Sammy Watkins was there. Yeah. He, he didn't he, pan I mean, out. Yeah. He had a couple nice seasons yeah, right. there Looked like to he was. start with. Just injuries, I think. Yeah. So that, that really warped our expectations. The linebacker class of 2018 did a very similar thing. You guys, you know, uh, Darius Leonard, Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, Leighton Vanderash. So you try not to let that recency bias shape what your expectations are for this year's rookie linebackers. Chances are that was just an outlier crop of rookie linebackers that we may not see again for a while. But it's really hard to temper expectations with the Devons. Um I looked at Daniel Jeremiah, who's my favorite uh, kind of like college, mainstream, yeah. yeah, mainstream college scout for NFL Network. So he had Devin White as his number six overall player in the 2019 draft, and Devin Bush was his number nine player. Wow. So you have number six and number nine. Nice, <laughs> very nice. And then, so we talked a lot on the last episode about Deion Jones, his athleticism, his size. He is just the prototypical. NFL linebacker. We saw him get that massive contract extension from the Falcons. Well-deserved. So I'm going to give you some stats here for Devin White and Devin Bush, and then we'll see how it compares to the measurables for Deion Jones. So Devin White ran a 44240. Wow. That is nuts. That's the 100th percentile for linebackers. Wow. He had a 124.2 speed score, 99th percentile and a 126.2 burst score, 87th percentile. All these stats are from Player Profiler, the Podfather. I know you're a big fan of uh, Mr. Matt Kelly and his work <laughs> yeah. with the Roto Underworld. Uh, so we, do, we hope we are never on the other end of one of his rants. Hopefully not. We do pay for the site. We don't get it for free, Matt. We love the show. We love the site. Everything's great. Yeah. Uh, so best comparable player, Darren Lee. Not a terrible comp. Yeah, it's fine. Could, could do worse. Yeah. So let me give you Devin Bush, his measurables, because somehow they're even better. So 44340, again, 100th percentile, 125.121.5 speed score, that's 97th percentile, and 130.9 burst score is 96th percentile. So again, for Devin White, you've got 100th percentile, 99th percentile, 87th percentile, and the three measurables that look at your speed and agility and burst. And for uh, Devin Bush, you have 100th percentile, 97th percentile, 96th percentile. His best comparable player, Bobby freaking Wagner. Nice. I mean, come on. Yeah. So you, th- you think, okay, Deion Jones... He's about like six foot, I think like 227. Mm-hmm. 
you know, nice size linebacker, not too bulky, not too big. Hybrid. He is a hybrid. Safety linebackers, pretty much. So the size for Devin White, six foot, two thirty seven. Bush, five eleven, two thirty four. Almost the exact same size as Deion Jones. But when you look at Jones's measurables, he was eightieth percentile on the forty. 58th percentile on the speed score, 43rd percentile on the burst score. Wow. These guys are on a whole nother level athletically compared to Deion Jones, who arguably is the most athletic, most talented linebacker in football right now. And they, by the way, landed in the perfect situation uh, with, you know, Devin Bush. There is the Ryan Shazier replacement. They've been looking for that ever since Shazier went down. And then Devin White landing with... um, the uh who was it that went to the 49ers i always get them confused it is yeah quan uh quan alexander going to the 49ers so huge opportunity there for both guys so i am just thrilled to watch two grown men named devin play some defense this year that's a great job josh a lot of uh this was you know not prepared this was probably done in like 30 minutes right about five or six minutes yeah so yeah so that's uh Good, good stuff. But yeah, I'm so excited. I think uh, I, I'm honestly thinking Devin Bush is probably the one you want this year. I think so too. He's just in. He's just in the best situation. And to have that situation, you know, the Steelers put out these these top IDP options all the time. Oh yeah. You know, Shazier. God bless him. I hope it's like I hope he plays again, but I hope he doesn't play again. Right. Just for like, I don't his, think he will. It's so he's like I think he's the most inspiring story in the NFL right now. But before he had this injury, he was he was really he was starting great. to come on. He was yeah he was coming into his own. He was awesome. He was awesome playing the best ball of his career. He really was. So that was a a tragedy to see him go down. I think Devin Bush steps right into that role. Yeah, I agree. And that's um, what they've been looking for, and that's you know perfect the perfect need for him. Yep. And it was surprising the guy who's a Steelers fan in our league though had a chance to yeah. get Devin Bush and went Devin White. Yes. Which I thought was very interesting. So, Charlie, if you're listening, please explain in detail. Charlie, why. this is the second shout-out in a row you've got. You got one in the first episode and in the second one. Congrats, Charlie. Wow. So, um, if you're in, Markham, where are you taking these guys in a rookie draft that has IDP? What round are you looking at them in? Okay, so rookie draft, I'm taking um, second round. You think second? Yeah. I think I would say, yeah, back of the second maybe. I had him in the third round. I think De- that's, Devin White and Devin Bush? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking them in the they, second round. In the second probably. round? Yeah. Like middle second? Early probably second? Probably mid second. Okay. Yeah, that's typically when I start targeting them. Okay. You know, if I have a need, it d- depends on how my team's set up. If I have a, you know, if I'm a linebacker away and I have a chance at somebody like that to plug in for 15 years. 15 years, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'll I'll definitely take a linebacker. That's exactly what I did with Tremaine Edmonds the year before. I took Tremaine. What did Edmonds you took Tremaine? Two uh, two oh six. So you'd be looking at the Devons middle of the second. Definitely. I so was, if they shouldn't have, they should not have lasted to the third round like they it, did in our R. I guess that was my point. Was if you see him there in the third round, that's a yeah. Blow up your draft board and take one of those two guys. Yes. Who cares? Yeah, what you had planned, you take the Devons if they're in the third. Either one of them. So. Yeah, it'll be really fun to track the Devons. Markham, one thing we're going to wrap up with here that's been a lot of fun for you, I know, is you're doing a mock draft uh, with IDP 
on the Sleeper app, which is, I know, really good. It's become a very popular platform. Probably for, the best alerts. Yes, uh, definitely the best alerts. The fastest alerts, I know for sure. Have you been using it? I, I downloaded it after we talked on the last episode yeah, for the alerts alone. They're great. They're, they're great. They seem to be the fastest. So you're doing an IDP with a few guys right now. I know Joy the Tooth from uh, IDP Guys is Yes, yeah, one of the smartest dudes in, in the uh, IDP world. He's in this. Uh, a guy from, uh, I think his name's Eric. He's with the IDP tipsters, I believe. Um, our buddy Nico is in here. Um, I think Seahawks Dan is in here. So, you know, some pretty sharp people are in here. But um, So we thought we'd just talk about what are some things that maybe surprised you or stood out to you in this IDP mock that uh, the listeners might find interesting? Okay, so, you know, it's a... I guess I'll go ahead and start and tell you what the roster settings look like. So it's 25... Uh, draft slots. So offense, you have a quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, a tight end, two flex. Uh, defensively, you have two D linemen, three linebackers, two DBs, and one flex. So Sleeper does the defensive line, defensive back designation. Right. Makes it easier. It's kind of cheating, though. I prefer to play with defensive with tackles and corner, yeah. cornerbacks. I think it just makes it more of a challenge. It does, yep. Um, so yeah. So anyway, um, I who guess was, who was the first guy off the board? First guy off the board, and where did he go? We talking IDP? IDP. Yep. Okay. IDP first guy was Aaron Donald. Um, Aaron Donald. He went five twelve. So five twelve. So That's ca- kind of surprise. Was that surprising to you that it lasted until the almost the sixth round essentially for yeah, an IDP guy to go. Yeah, I kind of thought uh, but I think we got some pretty sharp people in here uh that you know want to wait. Guys, yeah, that want to wait that, exactly. That know the gems that, you know, they don't have to push into the fourth to get right. a Darius Leonard because I think Leonard went 6 601, right? Right, he went right after the guy actually had that had 512 obviously had the next pick so he took uh Darius Leonard. Um, I didn't take a I didn't take a defensive guy until the seventh round, and you so took I took Tremaine Edmonds. The fact that you got Tremaine in the seventh is nice, though. Yeah, I was I was really happy with that. But you know, I've taken one running back. That's kind of I don't care about no running back. I ain't never needed a running back. You're not RBU. I'm not RBU. I'm 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 more like uh, my philosophy's always been um, just load up on stud wide receivers, especially I'm, in PPR. I'm okay. I can always find running backs that can catch balls. So I'm, I'm totally cool. Um, waiting on, on running back or just having one running back within the first eight rounds, which is what I did here. Marlon max, my only running, uh, running back. And I have five receivers. So who, who do you think, was there any picks in that mock that kind of raised your eyebrows? Like, eh, that's a bit of a reach or, Ooh, that's a really nice grab there. Anybody that, that jumps out to you is maybe a bit of a surprise. Um, not really. Everything's. I mean, these again. I, th- I think I'm in here with some pretty smart dudes. I mean, they've gone. Well, if you want me to go as far as how how's it gone as far as IDPs coming off the board, I can do that. So it's gone. Aaron Donald, Darius Leonard, Dion Jones, Bobby Wagner. I think that's pretty pretty so good. Big run early on linebackers. Right. It sounds right. Like. And so then we don't have any more until a whole another round, which is Roquan Smith, Blake Martinez. Tremaine Edmonds, me, then uh, Luke Keekley. Wow. So you had Aaron Donald as the first one off the board. And 
Then you had a string of linebackers. What is that, like eight or nine linebackers in yeah, a row? Yeah, it's been, it's been real linebacker heavy. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Where was I? Tremaine Edmonds, Luke Keekley, Derwin James. There was the first safety going go. at 801. Um, LVE went 804. Uh, Corey Littleton went 806. J.J. Watt went 808. Khalil Mack went 809. Uh, shout out to Nico. Nico building LBU in here. He has Bobby Wagner, Roquan Smith, and LVE. That's not so, bad. Pretty good. That is pretty nice. Pretty good. So would you say this year with your IDP leagues, are you are you more of a stack the defense and get no-brainer starters, or are you a guy that's like, I'll fill in defense and play the waiver wire this year? Fill in defense. I mean, I, you don't want to neglect it uh, altogether. Right, but you don't want to. I don't think. I don't think you want to be reaching or being the first one taking defensive guys. That's just never been how I think you should play. You want to wait because there's always values, right? You can always play the it's waiver. Much easier to find guys on waivers for defense. It changes like. so much year to year too. Like and there's can, so much variance, right? I mean, but again, there's just so many guys late that I love. You know, right now and league winning guys. I mean, yeah. Adrian Phillips. Was instrumental in me in the champion for me in the championship game last year. Waiver wire pickup. Mason yep. Foster played a ton of snaps for my team last year. Waiver wire pickup. Yep. Kenny you know? Clark waiver wire pickup. Um, just there, yeah, there's just tons of examples of guys like that. You know. Um, so yeah, that's that's always been my philosophy. Just just don't neglect it altogether, but get maybe a, a stud linebacker, get a stud defensive end. Get, get a stud safety, but then you can kind of, you know, focus on offense. Yeah, don't neglect it, but... Because that's all, that's also, you know, it's easier to make trades when you have good offensive pieces. Yeah, it is. It's harder to find those league-winning offensive guys yep. than it is defense. Yeah. I think that's the moral of the story is don't be afraid to jump into the waivers when it comes to IDP guys. And also... there's value to be found. You know, if you if you wait on the... If you wait and, and don't take studs early... Um, it also is kind of good for helping you learn. I bet you learned a lot more last year by having to go through the waiver wire and pay attention every week oh, to yeah. who to pick up, who was getting dropped, as opposed to someone that just had just you know went out and just overpaid for a defense and uh, had just studs and no decisions and didn't keep up with stuff. I guarantee you, you you've learned a lot more in your head of that where that person was last year. Yeah, I mean, just who are the guys to pay attention to? What What's the rhythm of the week that I want to mm. get into? You know, checking, checking waivers, checking practice reports. Yeah. You know, looking for the, those sleepers that are going to be filling in for guys that are injured. You don't want to get your, your defense too good and too locked up to where you can't, you know, play the waiver wire because, again, there will be guys that are huge. And there's something interesting that we can kind of tack on here at the, as we kind of wrap up this episode, which is, an interesting discussion that we had on the XFFL podcast around uh, trade offers that were made for Miles Garrett. And what we found was that, you know, Miles Garrett, arguably the top asset in IDP, at least at the defensive end position, and the offers were not equivalent. You were not seeing offensive studs offered for this inarguably defensive stud. Do you remember the guys that were I offered Tyler Boyd straight up for Miles Garrett. I believe I, you offered Pettis. I offered offered Pettis and uh Cleland Farrell for Garrett and Deontay Johnson. Yep. And our our other guy, uh Bobby. Other guy. You've already forgotten yeah. his name. 
Yep. Sorry, Sorry Bobby. Whatever. He's at home with the stomach virus, probably puking right now. Whatever his face is, uh, he offered Cooper Cup mm-hmm. and I think some more stuff. Yep. I think Josh Allen and like yeah, something some, else. Some nice pieces. Uh, but you're not. It's not equivalency, right? It's the not guy stud was one, for stud. Right. The guy was expecting you know a stud running back, and it was like you're not going to get that. Nope, you're not going to get it. But that's about what you can expect if you're getting if you're trading away a stud defensive player. Think you know wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside range. That's what you're probably going to be looking at. But you're not going to be getting a wide receiver one or and that's a running back. Another one. reason to go offense early and yeah. often in these drafts is because comparatively speaking, offense is more valuable. Yes. Always pay attention to your scoring in your league though. That is crucial. If 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 it's not big play, just wait. Mm-hmm. Just wait. You if it's if it's all about tackles, just wait. You do not need to overpay for defense there are plenty of under the radar guys that are going to be tackle monsters so that's all we need to say get your scoring settings right because if you're not playing with good scoring settings why are you playing exactly so uh so what are some observations mock drafts that you all have been in what are you seeing that's surprising you on the idp idp front right let's, now let's do some listener mocks we need to do some listener mock that would drafts. be a lot of fun yeah we'll uh we'll put out some maybe some sleeper links for some mock drafts here coming up and jump in a few with the listeners and if you guys are out there listening you know we'd love for you to interact more with us um we're pretty approachable Will be pretty nice. Markham's kind of prickly. I can be. I, yeah, you never know. You get how sucked I'm into be. his vortex of weirdness. You right? Never yeah, come that's out. It, it's probably not you. It's just you're probably not, you know, on on the weirdness level of me. So, um, but yeah, interact with us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to chat. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Big Three IDP. Give us a, a review. We've I've already been, gotten some like four got, I four think reviews. Five. I checked. Oh, we got five. five. Yeah. So shout out. Um. Yeah. Only five star, please. Yeah. We know and that there's gonna only be, five star or one star. Hey, one star. Honestly, that means we got haters, dog, That's and we're right. doing we're doing something. Yep, you're you're inspiring both love and hatred. Yeah, yeah, very whatever. powerful twin. Forces. If you want to, if you need to leave that one star, do it, man. Whatever's in your heart. Yeah, let that hate flow, baby. Yeah, why don't you take us out, Mark, with a little bit of advice for the men out there? Let's tap back into these feelings sure. we we're getting into earlier. Men, just chill out. You know, don't be afraid to open up. Be emotional. Cry more, all right? Markham cries every day. Every day. Every he morning. And he cries. Every morning. Now, in your defense, that crying may not be healthy. It may just be, what the hell is going on with my life? But yeah. But you still cry. I think you, need, I think you need to have it. I think you got to have it, man. It's uh, it's good for you. And uh, yeah, I just, I want everyone to just cry more if you can. And crack open a nice Founders Solid Gold premium lager. We're drinking Founders tonight. Yeah, it's probably my favorite beer. Great, great, just uh, easy drinking beer. Uh, Goes Founders, down easy. Solid gold. Solid gold. Just like your heart, Adam. Thank you, baby. All right, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe. I think we're on pretty much every major platform at this point. We're I on, believe so. It took us forever to get on iTunes. Yeah, Apple Podcasts took forever. Jesus, they don't work on the weekends, apparently. Yeah, thanks a lot, Apple. What are you good for? Yeah. You billion-dollar company, trillion-dollar yeah. company, whatever you are. Uh, but yeah, we're on all the major platforms now. Please subscribe, leave us a review, follow us on Twitter, and uh, come over. We'll have some fun. Uh, we'll try to get some mocks maybe set up in the future to yeah. do with some of the listeners. So Yeah. Rest in peace, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. We'll miss you, man. We'll try to get your replacement in here Yeah, uh, by next week. And uh, when we do, we will be coming back at you with the... Um, 
the preview of the AFC East and NFC East that we have teased. Y'all look forward to that. Until next time, from the Soad Shack, this is Josh Schramer. Markham, thanks for joining me, bud. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, it's time to go cry. Y'all be Later. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP.